Our sages tell us that Aaron the high priest would lie to husbands and wives in order to help them make shalom bias, make peace between them. How is that possible? How is that justified? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 17 of Tractate Exubus, and we learn that even the Almighty was willing to have his name erased for the sake of Shalom Bias. To sponsor an episode, transformativedaf at gmail.com. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. Rabbi Meir would teach Torah on Friday nights in the Shul and Chamat, and there was a woman who used to listen to his lectures. One night, Rabbi Meir spoke for longer than usual, and the woman stayed until he finished. By the time she arrived home, the candles had already burnt down. Where were you? demanded her husband. I was listening to the Torah lecture, she answered. I swear that you will not enter my house, responded her husband, until he spit in the face of the rabbi who was lecturing. Not knowing what to do, she stayed outside until her neighbor said to her, Come, let's go together to the rabbi. When Rabbi Meir became aware of the situation, he immediately pretended that his eye hurt him. I need someone to spit my eye, to cure it. Can anyone here please take care of this important matter for me, he begged. Her friends nudged her forward. Spit in my eye seven times and I'll be cured, Rabbi Meir told her. When she did, he told her, go home and tell your husband. You said I should spit once, but I spit seven times. His students were appalled and asked, Rebbe, how could you let people disgrace you like that? When they disgraced a Torah scholar, they disgraced the Torah. Had we known what was happening, we'd have forced her husband to let her come home. Rebbe Meir answered, The honor of Meir is not greater than the honor of Hashem. If the Torah tells us to erase his name for the sake of peace between a husband and wife, surely Meir can suffer a little dishonor. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rebbe Shmuel Banachmeni cited Rebbe Yonason. It is permissible to gaze at a bride throughout the first week of her marriage in order to make her beloved to her husband. But the law does not accord with him. Says Rashi, when he sees everyone looking at her, her beauty enters his heart. Let's analyze the Gemara. The holy Hasidic master, Rabbi Lamelech of Lizhensk, would spend months on the road in self-imposed exile. On one such jaunt, he found lodging and sat down to dinner with his hosts. Sensing the special guest that he was, the Balabasta, the woman of the house, served Rabbi Elimelech his portion of soup first. Bringing the soup to his lips, he realized that she must have slipped with the salt. The soup was barely edible. He watched as the Balabas, the man of the house, took his first sip of soup. His face went bright red and he was about to scream at his wife. Rabbi Elimelech didn't waste a moment. He jumped up and exclaimed, what delicious soup, it tastes just like my mother used to make it. All of a sudden, the Balabas's demeanor changed. His temper cooled, and he sat there beaming as Rabbi Lamelech lavished praise on his wife's culinary skills. While the halacha ultimately prohibits gazing upon another person's wife, the fact that the Gemara offers Rabbi Shmuel's opinion demonstrates the importance of his teaching that one should strive to intensify the bond of love between spouses. As Rabbi Lamelech showed, there is no shortage of creative ways that one might subtly enhance the strength of their relationship. There's no limit to the strength of the bond of love between husband and wife. We spend a lifetime working on deepening our marital bond. If you can contribute to that development, you've achieved a mitzvah for which man is rewarded with the fruits of his labor in this world, but the primary reward is saved for the world to come, as the Mishnah Empire tells us. When Aaron Akohen passed away, the Torah states that the entire nation mourned him for 30 days. Rashi explains that Aaron was beloved by all because he would bring peace between various contending parties, especially husbands and wives. This idea originates in the Avast Rebbe Nassim, where Aaron's conduct is described in detail. 
If two people were at odds with one another, he would sit with each of them and tell them a white lie. While in truth they probably were harboring considerable ill feeling to each other, he would convince each of them that the other was really desiring to make up. Next thing you know, they would meet up and all would be fine. But how could Aaron lie to the spouses? If they really weren't interested in making up, how could he tell them a falsehood? Perhaps the meaning of the Medrash is a little more textured than initially meets the eye. The Tiferes Israel notes that the mission doesn't state that one should make peace between people. Rather, the term employed is bring peace. Ultimately, if people obstinately refuse to resolve their differences, there's nothing much one can do. But if they really do want to make up, then there are numerous ideas one could bring to help mend and enhance a relationship. Having counseled many couples seeking to improve their relationship, I would guess that the lie that Aaron constructed was more along the following lines. Oftentimes, a husband or wife stubbornly refuses to give in to their spouse's position. After all, they're right and their spouse is wrong, so why should they give in? And they insist that it's all about the truth. Acquiescing to their spouse would be compromising on the truth. So I asked them, what's more important to you, your truth or your marriage? Your spouse obviously believes that he is right and the truth is with him. Or maybe he doesn't and is just being stubborn. It really makes no difference. The only real question is whether the longevity of your marriage is the ultimate right and truth to you. If it is, then it's probably wise to let go of this matter, even if you believe that you're 100% right. With that strategy, Aaron would undoubtedly have resolved many marital disputes. Bringing peace between spouses is one of the greatest mitzvahs that you can do. Peace isn't only necessary when they're fighting. Shalom comes from the word shalem, meaning complete. The deeper their love, the more complete they will feel in their marriage. May you merit bringing greater shlemus, completeness to many marriages, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, the transformative Duff.